You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so thankful to have you with us this morning. I have a guest. I have Karen Sims with us. Karen is a coordinator for one of our mission partners. We're very proud of Karen and the work she does. If you were here Sunday, you heard Karen share a little bit about Hope Clinic. And on this podcast, we're going to be able to share a little bit more. Karen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm so glad to have you today. So let's just start in the very beginning. Let's assume that some of our listeners might not know about Hope Clinic. Can you tell me in a nutshell, what is your ministry? What do we do at Hope Clinic? Well, we are a, um, a place where young ladies come and it's safe for them to talk about their unplanned pregnancy. First and foremost, um, a place where they can pause and to breathe and to think through what they're going through. Um, we consider ourselves a place where they can receive compassion with clarity. So many times they're very confused about their unplanned right. pregnancy and need someone with a compassionate heart just to sit and be a sounding board. So we have a mission like everybody else does, and our mission, like we all can, is what we can do. So our mission is to empower individuals to make informed choices about their pregnancy and their health, their sexual health. Um, so that we can do that through that time with her as we sit and discuss where she is and what we can help her to be more educated about. But our vision and our hope is that we empower her to choose life. And we want her to be empowered to choose life for the baby, to choose healthy lifestyle decisions, and ultimately to choose Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Well, I'm proud of the work that you guys do. So you are, you're located in Hattiesburg. Right? Yes. And mm-hmm. how long have you been operating? Well, we just had our seventh <clears throat> anniversary um, just recently. Now, oh, we did wow. not really start seeing patients early on, but right. we were established as a board. And Stephanie, the clinic manager, and myself, the executive director, were just starting off just us two together. Right. Um, it takes a while to form a nonprofit and a 501c3 and to be all legal and ethical and bylaws and all that sort of thing. So um, actually, I was looking at our picture, and you're in that picture <laughs> um, right there on the steps when we first yep. took that picture many, many years ago. Yep. So God has done some amazing things. Yep. We are now, we've grown to five staff. Wow. So we have um, myself, executive director, clinic manager, Stephanie Duckworth. Um, we have a staff care coordinator, um, Marianne Mordecai, and she told me to tell you yeah, hi. Yeah, I love Marianne. Um, and we have a staff nurse, Drew Tickenen, which I think she knows some of y'all up here too. Um, and then I have an administrative staff, um, Liz, um, Liz Catalano, and I hope I say their names their names correctly. Um, but we have grown also with volunteers. So yeah. um, we continue to train volunteers to be uh, receptionists. And then we pray about maybe their role in being a care coordinator um, along with Marianne. Okay, so that's really interesting to me. And so I'm just imagining the possibilities, Karen. So somebody who's listening to this podcast who has a strong heart or calling from God to care for young ladies Mm -hmm. um, as they're trying to sort out what their next steps should be. It's possible that some of these ladies, if they got, if they got in contact with you guys and created relationship and proved their service, 
that God might use them tremendously to, to love on people, sometimes to help with office work, but also maybe at some point just to encourage and love on some of these ladies, correct? Yes, definitely. So I would love to know the, just the basic services that you guys are offering, yes. right? So for mm-hmm. me, I, I would imagine, okay, some early counseling, some pregnancy testing, some ultrasound sonogram type things. Uh, maybe some some group counseling. What do you, what do you offer? Is that am I on that's track? the basics of our medical our medical services? Pregnancy testing, limited ultrasound, um, and what we're doing there is diagnosing um, location of the baby, how far along, and viability, um, which is needed when a young woman is considering you know abortion. Um, and then of course counseling and education is very <clears> important. We also provide post-abortion support, whether individually or through a group. So I love that ministry, mm-hmm. and I would love for you to take just 30 seconds to tell us how to plug into that. So yes. here's the big picture for me. Like, obviously, in the church, you know, we stand against abortion. We're for life, and we just, we, we, we're we strong in that. But I think that sometimes sisters and brothers in our congregations who have suffered through the stages mm. of life where you know they had an abortion, maybe it was last year, maybe it was 25 years ago, but because they hear our language consistently saying, "Hey, we you know we stand against abortion," I think for them it creates um, so much extra shame, and they don't know where to go for help. Yes. And so if they're trying to process, you know, how do I connect with Jesus and heal? from this spiritual, mm-hmm. physical, mental, emotional hurt that's left over in my heart, you know, from yeah. from something that happened in my life in my body years ago. Where do I go? What do I do? So I love the fact mm-hmm. that I think it just lines up with the ministry of Jesus so well that we're able to look up and say, "Hey, if you if you're considering abortion, we'd love to talk you out of it." But if you're recovering from abortion, we want to help you. Definitely. We want to put you in a group where you can figure out how to take your next steps with Jesus. I love that you do that. Yeah. Well, we call that group Save One. And that's been um, offered every fall and every spring. Statistics say that one in four women that's will right. have an abortion um, between 18 and 45. That's right. And our churches um, line up with society. So here's the thing. like, So that means our churches, including you know our church family at Carterville, we have tons of mm-hmm. ladies who are secretly uh, handling this on the they inside. They may be the only one, actually. Nobody else could really know. They could actually go and have an abortion, and no one would know. Um, through some of our own research, we found it was through LifeWay research that when women went to church and that they were recovering from an abortion, when a pastor would speak and preach on forgiveness, right. they would not see themselves as part of that forgiveness. That's right. They feel unforgivable. And that's yeah. not true. I, uh, kn- I know that Jesus can do So... Um, I would love to know how can a lady plug in? Like if somebody's listening to this podcast and says, you know, I'm not going to call Ben. I don't want to talk to him about it yet. Yes. But I do need this. Yeah. Karen, how how would one of my sisters at Carterville get plugged in to that post-abortive care group? Well, the first first thing to do is to call and call and speak to me, Karen, and to know that we are there confidentially as well. And we can meet privately and discuss it. Um, Our post-abortion facilitators are actually women who had abortions. And that is so important because many times these women, if they have spoken to anybody, probably have never spoken to someone who's gone through the same thing. Right. And so to be understood, um, to sit down with someone, again, very privately and confidentially, this group may be one person or it may be as much as four. Sure. It's usually not more than that. The group usually is made up of women within our churches. 
Um, although we have patients that come in that had past abortions or maybe they chose to have an right. abortion this time, some of them may want to be a part of it. It has happened. But the majority of the women that enter this group are from our churches. So we know that they need this. Right. They need recovery and, and forgiveness. So I'm just going to be direct, right? If you're a lady who has been wrestling with this secret for decades mm-hmm. or for two years or two months, Please take this step. Yes. Like I think if you will take the first step, you'll find that there is a pathway where Jesus can do some good things in your heart. Exactly. I look forward to the day where our Celebrate Recovery ministry, you know, groups are growing to help ladies find healing in their recovery process from an abortion. Even when our just all over our church, when the ladies that populate our pews who are hurting in this way mm-hmm. are able to feel comfortable enough to find the help that they need. Um, but I'm so grateful that that you guys, a ministry partner right across town, are offering that service. Yes. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right. So what about numbers? Just mm-hmm. in a general year, you know, okay. how many how many ladies are you able to serve? Is this, you know, one person a month, one person a week, one yeah. person a day? Like how many ladies come into your office? We're seeing about 35 to 40 new patients a month. Um, that does not include all our other appointments. Sure. So we may see 700, 800 appointments within the year. That's amazing. Um, seeing them twice is our, is our goal. Um, now about 35 to 40% of the young ladies that come in are at risk for abortion. So not everyone is considering abortion. Um, but out of those that do see us that are at risk, um, about 45 to 50% of them will choose life. Wow. Um, so we wish we could say 100%. We know that that is not um, probably possible within our world, but we know that we're making an impact, that yeah. even girls that choose abortions have come back to see us in the yeah. future. And so it's important to know that we're still sharing the gospel. You know, we are faith-based, so we are um, leading girls to Christ. We, we have heard and seen girls who have made um, decisions to remain abstinent or to go back to abstinence and others that rededicated their life as well. So it's a wonderful ministry and opportunity to not only share truth about abortion, but about who Christ is yeah. in their life. Karen, that's amazing. I yeah. love it. Okay. So do you have, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot yeah. a little bit, but do you have a story? Like if I was just to say, Hey, tell me, give me an example of, of a testimony of what God has done yeah. lately. Can you, can you give me that? Well, you know, one thing I've, I've seen recently, we've had a few girls that have come in and surprisingly enough, some of them were abortion minded, but ended up miscarrying. And we think, well, maybe they're relieved, but they're not always. Um, so they need someone to continue to be there as they're grieving that loss, even though they were considering abortion. That's right. We don't really know what they would have done in the end. Um, so those are some things that have recently come up. And we've had a young lady just recently, very young, without mentioning her age, um, and it was a rape situation. And uh, they, they were not considering abortion, but um, our care coordinator was, was able to help her to identify who and where this happened. Um, and she was seeking, also DHS was involved, and so those things were being taken care of. But you know, in the setting that we have, this young lady felt very comfortable to admit this, to say these things, so the right person could be you know, held responsible for this action. And so we've been helping her and working through her pregnancy because she, was, you know, she only had like six weeks until she was due and never told anybody until wow. the very last. Wow. And when you're young, you can kind of hide some of those things. But um, the trauma that she's gone through and the hurt and the pain, and we're able to help her um, to be a part of that process wow. in her life. 
That's powerful. And, you know, I think about those those cases of miscarriage, which is something that, you know, I wouldn't have thought about before you walked in. But, you know, my wife and I went through a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So many folks in church have been through a miscarriage. And even if this was a young lady who came to you guys abortion-minded or trying to decide what she was going to do, as you said, we don't know exactly what they would have mm-hmm. chosen. But that miscarriage, we know how much grief and hurt that mm-hmm. can create. So I'm glad that they were engaging a community where they could find Christian counsel and some support. And I hope that God will use that. Yeah, Karen, I appreciate you sharing with us in church a few days ago. And I appreciate you sharing on this podcast episode. Thank you. Carterville Church family, as you pray for Hope Clinic, uh, I just encourage you to lift up their ministries and to support Karen and the work that Hope Clinic's doing right across town. And if God is giving you a nudge to find out how you can serve or volunteer, yeah, this is a ministry partner that we love and are proud of. I would love to see you do that. And I'd love to hear your stories of what God does. Karen, thanks. I hope Thank you have you. a terrific week in ministry. Thank you for your support.